Hey there, Lions. Did you know that you can get access to exclusive bonus audio content by joining our paid support group, the Lions of Liberty Pride? For as little as $5 a month, you can help us grow this program to new heights. Learn more by heading over to lionsofliberty.com slash support. If, if they come over here and start gassing us, fine. Fine. I'm, that's going to be the cold open. If they come over here and start gassing us, fine. That's fine. it. Kill them all. Kill them all. Welcome to the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here is your host, your guide, your shining beacon of liberty, Mark Welcome back, Liberty lovers, to another Lions of Liberty. And I'm very excited, not just because I've already got a beer in my hand, which I do, and a little bit in my belly, I'm not going to lie, but also because I've got three of my favorite podcast hosts on the line to share in the liberty and the libations, because yes, indeed, my friends, it's time for another edition of Libertarians in Living Rooms Drinking Liquor. Let me be your whiskey shot to quickly ease your pain. The loving arms be much stronger than long And my first guest, he is familiar to listeners of this program. He is the host of the Weekly Felony Friday here on the Lions of Liberty podcast feed. He is a co-founder of Lions of Liberty. He hails from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He is the one and the only John Odermatt. What's going on, man? Great to be back on another episode of LILDL. It is, isn't Fantastic. it? Fantastic. Yeah. It's been, it's been, I think I missed the last two or three. I don't know. I, I felt kind of weird listening to them because when you're listening to something you normally take part in, it's like I wanted to jump in and say stuff, but... I was just yelling in my car, but yeah, it's good. It's good to actually be back on the podcast. Odie, I forgot to ask you, uh, are you ready to roar? Roar! <laughs> All right, good. For some reason, you know, I, I never ask if people are ready to roar on the Libertarians in Living Rooms Drinking ricker, Liquor. I just assume everyone or is. Wicker, or Wicker. Yeah, or Wicker. And, and I feel like I, I can't make these assumptions anymore. I have to confirm the roar readiness, and I just did. So uh, before we move on to our next guest, what are you drinking over there? I'm drinking a uh, delicious Bell's Oberon. It's a nice, uh, tasty wheat beer. It's a, it's a real treat. If you haven't had one, I really strongly recommend it. I've uh, had about a case in the past week. It's delicious. Wow, all right. And that that's good because you also get to check off one of those uh, boxes in the food pyramid with the wheat. So you're good on that that's for the That's true. Day. Yeah, you need, you need like what? What is it, 11 servings of wheat per something day? Like something that. like that. And what have you yeah. had, like nine beers so far? So you're getting there. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting there. All right. Next up, I've got the host of one of the most up-and-coming libertarian podcasts out there. He's one of the hardest working men in Liberty show business. He is Liberty's rabble-rouser, and he hails from Fairfax, Virginia. I am, of course, referring to Remzo Martinez. Remzo, are you ready to roar? Roar! I think that's, that's a yes. That's pretty good. Is that line. it? Did I, did I do good? I believe did, did that, I? Was, that was the correct answer, my friend. How is are you adequate? doing? I am doing outstanding, Mark. Thanks for having me on. How does it feel? I, th- I believe this is your first time in the uh, the Liberty living room, so to speak, our, our virtual my, liquor room you know, here. You know, I'm kind of like Eminem. My palms are sweaty, heart beating heavy, mom's spaghetti, all that jazz. Yeah, I'm, I'm not freaking out. I'm not too nervous. I'm doing good. I'm perfectly calm, Mark. I'm perfectly calm. <laughs> the expectations are high, but I'm absolutely right there. I'm good. This so, guy yeah, just rolls with the Eminem lyrics like it's no thing. <laughs> These millennials, I'm telling you, they're smarter than we give them credit for. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm doing very well. What are you drinking over there in Fairfax? Uh, wh- kind of boring whiskey and Dr. Pepper. Fairfax, Virginia. How far is that from Leesburg? You're not too far from about, Howie, I think. 
No, we're basically neighbors. He's only about 30, 40 minutes away. It's funny if you literally li- live next door to him the whole time. Like, man, it's really fucked up. You guys <laughs> hasn't even knocked on the door, asked for sugar or anything. I'm still waiting for him to, you know, it, ask if I want to go grab lunch or something. But, you know, he, he must hate me or something. Howie, you heard it here first. Remzo is reaching out desperately over the airwaves. <laughs> All right. Speaking of desperate, we're going to move on to our last guest here. Uh, he is the number one reason why I am almost definitely going to have to mark this episode as explicit in iTunes. He is the host of the Johnny Rocket Launchpad from Seattle, Washington. Johnny Rocket Adams. I don't even need to ask. He just fucking roars. See, you know what? I curse first. Here I am blaming you for all the future cursing, and I was the first one to. Fuck you, and you're desperate. What the fuck is that? Speaking of desperate, now I don't know. It just seemed it seemed right at the time. I don't. You're not desperate. You got a you got a lovely woman, a great show. You got a a killer life out there in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm doing good, man. Uh, I'm glad to be here with you guys, and uh, I'm ready to rock and roll this shit, man. And yes, I just made it explicit. So I, fuck you, people. I already messed up. I didn't even ask Remzo what he was drinking. So we got it. We got it. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I you did. did. I did. Yeah, whiskey and Dr. Pepper. It was that boring yeah. that you just forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, that's like, I'm drinking milk. And then I'm like, oh, I, I totally forgot what Johnny was drinking. Johnny, what are you drinking? I'm not drinking anything. I'm joking. Uh, no, I'm, dr- I'm actually drinking uh, something good from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. A little, the old standard Miller Lite. Bam. All right. Well, Johnny wins for, I guess, the most, most the most, the most boring, most boring beer. Drink. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Because you're so damn desperate there. Oh, you got your Miller Lite. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, I got cheap taste, man. You know what? I don't believe I, I mentioned what I was drinking. So I think I need to do that. And um, I'm actually drinking a beer from the new Agaris Brewing Company out here in Southern California. Because uh, a guy named Alexander Meyer, he's going to be a guest on the show in a couple weeks. He actually already was a guest on the Remzo Republic, and uh, he sent me a couple. Yeah, he didn't. Samples he didn't send me anything. I just want to point that out. He, he <laughs> didn't send me anything. So if I'm a little bit peeved that you're getting a chance to drink it and I'm not, yeah, it's because I'm a little bit jealous. Are, are you even 21, Remzo? <laughs> yes. Oh, oh. The funny thing. <laughs> The funny thing is that I actually I invited Remzo on the show, and then I like a minute later I was like, "Hold on, dude, you are twenty one, right?" <laughs> I mean, oh, wait, not a, yeah, it's a it's a compliment. Remzo, Remzo, how old are you, man? Twenty two. Oh, okay, he's good, dude. Yeah, you're good to go. We can we can do anything. It's fine. It's all legal. <laughs> it's all good. Fast forward three years, Remzo is just like totally heroined out because of the Lions of Liberty. We told him he could do anything, anything he <laughs> wanted. Mark and Johnny tell me everything was acceptable. Ah! <laughs> uh, but the name, of this, the name of this beer is the Pax Pale Ale, and I really do like it. And that's not, I'm not just saying that because he's going to be a guest on the show and I don't want it to be awkward. Uh, I'm saying that because I actually like it. I'm, I'm more of a lighter beer kind of guy. And this one uh, is actually, it's like a, a light ale that's infused with a little bit of grapefruit, but you can't, you cannot tell, tell. It just adds a nice little zing to it and it's, it's delicious. So shout out to uh, Alexander. He's going to be on the show in a couple weeks. So look out for that, kids. Speaking wow. of shows and guests that we had, uh, what's been going on with your shows? I mean, uh, I've I listened to every single episode of all your shows, of course. So don't even don't even think twice about that. But I'm wondering, from you guys' perspective, what some of the uh, we're almost uh, oh my god, we're almost halfway through 2017 already. I, f- I feel like New Year's was literally last week. But uh, what are some of the best guests? Or I don't want to say best. Uh, all our guests are great, of course. But I'm curious what some of your the guests that stand out the most, I guess, from from the past year or so, from some of you guys. Odie, what about you? 
I'm going to go with the uh, trifecta of former police officers that I've interviewed here recently. I had, uh, back in episode 40, I had on Michael Wood Jr. That was an interesting conversation. He's more of a progressive guy. And we got a little bit of a, uh, a back and forth on the Second Amendment and gun control. Then I had on more recently, episode 69, Dominic Izzo, who's just an awesome guy. He's actually going to be running for... Uh, sheriff in Cook County, which is the largest county in El- Illinois, has Chicago in it. But do not and drink then, and drive around him. He will get you. He will get you. He will get you. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a stick, stickler for the DUIs. He was like almost then, a libertarian. He's like, end the war on drugs. And then suddenly he's like, but I swear to God, if you drink a beer and even look at a car, I will end your life. That's not a quote. I am totally exaggerating. He was actually was much close. more. He was much more reasonable than that, actually. But anyway. yeah. But he used to be a bartender. That's kind of the weird part. I think that's where that kind of comes from. Maybe he saw a lot of people, I don't know, getting cars inebri- inebriated or, or something. I don't know. Who, who knows? But anyway, then the third one will be uh, my, my episode last week, which was Rayford Davis, the uh, libertarian, anarchist, Rothbardian, just all around great guy. I know you've interviewed him, Mark. And, uh, I have indeed. Yeah, so I'm going to go I'm gonna go with those three. They really stood out to me. All right, so it's always good to get the perspective of the ex-officers, the, the people that used to go out and enforce the war on drugs and enforce all this stuff. And then uh, often, at least in the case with all three of these guys, uh, they, they all have basically come around to a, a very different position than they had. Or maybe they were starting to have these thoughts from their officers. But now that they're not in that role, or, or I guess Izzo still is, actually, uh, it, right? I, I believe he still is. Um, no, he, well, he's, he's in limbo he's right in limbo, now. Right. As, uh, so he's, I guess, terminated right now, but he has a lawsuit. But... He says he wants his job back, but I think he's he has his sights set on getting that uh, that sheriff position. It'd be with weird the county. to work around a bunch of people. You're just doing a bunch of YouTube videos about t- talking about how corrupt they are, though, huh? <laughs> yeah, but he's been doing he's been doing that for a while, so I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe they just don't he's have a- Facebook, and none of these guys like he's going he's like <laughs> he's going in and having coffee with these dudes, and then he's like they're all high fiving and playing basketball after work, and then they go and he just like trashes them on Facebook, and they have no idea. Maybe it's possible. You know, cops are a, they're a wacky bunch. Lucky crew. All right, uh, Remzo, what about you? You've had a ton of guests this year. You're, you're, you're what? You're banging out. You just banged out season two, and uh, well, I know this is because I'm an insider, and I know that I'm being interviewed for the upcoming season three. So, what what stood out to you in the past year? It, you know, the best gift I probably got was a Trump victory. Not because I wasn't expecting it, and I basically had to reformat how I was doing everything, but the fact that you, you know. When it came to politics, everyone was extremely burned out. Um, when it came to just talking about current events, people were getting extremely sick of the fake news media. And when it came to you know just attacking Donald Trump and making fun of him, I just couldn't do that anymore because, I mean, the left has killed it. The right doesn't want to talk about it. And in terms of me, I mean, I just like honestly, I'm so apathetic about it. I'm supporting him when he's doing good things and I'm, you know, calling him out when he does bad things. But overall, what it did was it it caused me to really shift my focus beyond just politics, because when it comes to these ideas, you know, these limited government, these individual freedom, these free market ideas, I really had to stretch out my comfort zone. And I mean, you know, being a nerd, it was really easy for me to like bring on, you know, more comic book writers and stuff like that. But one of my favorite guests from this past season had to have been um well actually i'm gonna say it's tied between two uh, one of them was my good friend matt becker we worked on the tom garrett for congress campaign and when matt actually came over to my place to record in person what he did was he brought two viking skull mugs to drink from 
So drinking from those from we call them the skulls of our enemies while we were recording this episode talking about the, you know, the hashtag resistance movement among the left. That was pretty awesome because for me, you know, I started off as a community organizer and a student activist way yonder back. So for me to get to do that, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it gets a bad taste in everyone's mouth, but that's, I mean, that, that was really my route. So getting back to that was cool. Wait, but so community organizing is a real thing? I, I literally always thought that was something made up for Barack Obama. Well, it was. <laughs> and then a bunch of conservatives and libertarians were like, we need to, you know, we destroy that, that too. too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was basically a shameless knockoff. I mean, with Students for Liberty, I was told, you're going to be a community organizer. And I was like, a drug dealer? It's like... <laughs> What? So that was one of my favorite episodes. But in terms of like, you know, kind of jumping out of my comfort zone, we had a absolutely non-political episode with one of my favorite podcasters, uh, Jim Harold from the Paranormal and Campfire podcast. I love that one. I love when uh, podcasts get out of their, their normal box. Yeah, I mean, it was so great because we were able to loop everything into culture. And my my goal for my show is confront and engage the culture. So that one I was kind of nervous about. But uh, I mean, it was just so much fun and people loved it. And it showed me that, you know, we could still as long as the as long as the focus is straight, I could bring on anyone and we can have a great conversation while keeping within the realm of what we're doing. So, I mean, Jim Harold, I mean, that was so much fun, especially since my dad uh, listens to his podcast every day, every day going to and from work because Jim Harold does it daily. So, I mean, it was, you know, it was great for my dad to check it out. And, you know, Ryan is a giant paranormal junkie and I had so much fun talking to Jim. So that really showed me, you know, I could make this work. And that's kind of the goal for season three, even though we're not mixing things, you know, up too much. That's really the goal. The goal is to engage the culture and, you know, just just have fun. We want to just make freedom fun again. So I think that episode from season two just really showed me that this could work if I just give it a chance. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm gonna I'm gonna trademark that Remzo. Make freedom fun again. The hats are coming did, out John. in two weeks. He did. I already did. Did you really <laughs> trademark it? Ah, God. you statist. How dare you? I'm How dare you? Laws as <laughs> I will I will use the laws on the books to my advantage. How dare you utilize <laughs> the state to prevent John from stealing your slogan? That is some some BS, right? There. <laughs> you know, speaking of which, John, I don't remember where I saw it. I really should have taken better note of it. But I saw a picture of someone wearing a uh, on Facebook wearing a, uh, a tank top that was not produced by you. That said, "Make Liberty Great Again" on it. I'm going to sue their pants <laughs> off. Those bastards. You know, on the next lines of Liberty, the gang talks about how they're going to use state violence to sue everybody. Good times. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Or am I? Johnny, what's been going on with the Launchpad, man? Big things shaking up in the, in the Launchpad world. There is, man. I mean, you know, I guess we're moving away from uh, the party politics. I mean, if you guys don't know this already, but Heather and I have pretty much dropped out of the Libertarian Party. Uh, and we figured, hey, you know what? Why don't we work on changing culture? You know, and so that's been my focus is getting more, more radical libertarians on the show. But I think, I think, in reality, I think it's better. You know, from different walks of life, instead of just getting politicians and stuff like that, getting ec- economists and uh, getting Jamie Sherman. We just had Jamie Sherman on a couple episodes ago from the Voluntarist comic book series. We've had Chase Rachels on. We've had uh, Lines of Liberty's Howie Snowden on um, 115. We've had some great guests, uh, Robert Murphy. Howie so, Snowden, I mean, who's that? I've never heard of that guy. Is he any, any you don't good? Know. Yeah, he's all right. He was I hear right. he lives in Leesburg. Right next to <laughs> next door neighbors to Renzo. I hear he hates Apparently. Renzo. Just hates Maybe. him. I mean, he's just Won't like, even look at him, let alone go to lunch with him. Oh, no shit. 
<laughs> he was talking to me. He's like, fuck, if I, I'm ignoring Remzo. But I mean, but Remzo. That's I mean, just to let you know, just don't try to reach out to him. He ain't gonna respond. So much hate. <laughs> I love inventing no. feuds on podcasts. It's one of my favorite things. <laughs> Actually, starting no, today, it's one of my Howie's favorite things. awesome. Howie's great. Um, it was a great show. We had Roger Paxton. He was a great show, man. I mean, I love that show with Roger Paxton. And I don't know when this is airing. You know do, what I don't do like guys... about Roger? I, I gotta say, and he's gonna listen to the show, so I, I feel bad That's criticizing. What, him. what don't you like about Roger? Every time I listen to him, I feel like so dumb. Because he, he just like, is so on top of every issue, and he's like he is such a great way of, of putting everything so succinctly. Where yeah. if, if I have an idea in the middle of a show, especially if, I, if I'm not scripting out what I'm going to talk about, I'll just start talking and I'll ramble and I'll listen to that show later. I'll be like, man, I, I made some points, but boy, I was just all over the place. Then I'll listen to Roger summing up in like 20 seconds, and I'll be like, damn it, that's what I should have said that that 20 second Roger answer. So that's what I yeah, don't it, like about Roger. Just kidding. That's yeah, what it, I love. Andy has a, in the neck. That's a great radio voice, Roger. <laughs> Paxton, one of the best libertarian uh, podcast voices. I mean, he's, he sounds yeah. like he should be on the radio. I he sound does. like a child compared to him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he does have a good, like, good bassy voice. He has, he's clean too. He's crisp. Uh, but yeah, he's great. And by the way, we actually had our very first feud. You know, Kurt actually, Kurt and I actually had our first battle. Like Kurt and I were actually going at each other. That was a fun uh, one. Yeah, I mean, I, like it threw me out of the water. It wasn't like rehearsed, like, okay, Kurt, you say this, and I'm going to say this. No, he was like, no, I love what I love what Trump's doing. I'm like, what? <laughs> this is a goddamn libertarian show, dude. And he's just like, no, but I, I, I think he's doing the right thing. I'm like, dude, read a book. And I, I love Kurt, you know. But man, read a book, the really? ultimate comeback. <laughs> no, but any he, book I mean, will be, any book will do. Read a book, please. Man. No, I mean, Kurt's a great guy, and the cat in the hat. I'm just. Here's the thing, you know, Kurt doesn't have a lot of time to follow up on libertarianism like we do. So maybe he just got, he fell into that emotional void where he was like, oh, I got to, this feels right. This feels right. And I don't know, <laughs> but I think I won that debate. Boy, has that thought led to some bad decisions in life for just about probably everybody out there at some point. It feels oh, sure. right. It feels right. Do it. <laughs> do it. Uh, but yeah, you know, but that was our, I think that was the most memorable. I can kind of get it that I, I can. Okay. Like let's talk about this for a bit, for a bit. Cause I, I think opinions are still pretty divided in the libertarian community and, and it's, it's difficult. I, I think Trump has put us in a tough spot to honestly, because he's not a libertarian. Obviously he's nowhere close to a libertarian. I can't even name a libertarian position of his. I can name a couple things he's done that are sort of more in that direction than they might otherwise be. But you know, sure. like, like I think Gorsuch is probably a better Supreme court justice. That would be more towards like original intent of the constitution than anybody Hillary would have nominated. I think that that's one, but, but Without he puts doubt. us, he puts us in this spot where he's so good, so good at destroying like the, the minds of just hyperbolic progressives. I mean, I know progressives and there's progressives that, that listen to the show that are reasonable. So I'm not trying to lump all progressives together. They just have a different opinion. Those exist. But there's the other kind that are literally losing their minds over everything Trump does to the point that even when he does something they want done, they lose their minds over it. Like, sure, fire, like firing James Comey. <laughs> Did you see the Stephen Colbert thing? Oh, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, you're booing for the wrong reason. No, stop. Lemmings. That was, lemmings. That was two weeks ago. You were supposed to boo. Not now. 
<laughs> they were cheering. Yeah, right. for those that didn't cheering. see it, yeah. Stephen Colbert started his monologue and started saying something about, oh, and James Comey was fired, expecting the audience to boo because it's a Trump thing. But the audience has been conditioned to hate Comey because that's what the Democrats have done for months. So they cheered, and then he was like, oh wait, no, you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to like that anymore. You didn't, and then <laughs> right, just a right. total like. A moment that really, I think, exposes just the uh, – look, and I'm not saying this is only progressives. There's many Trump supporters, that, and, and I think I'm more exposed to the progressive side because I live in California and a lot of the people I interact with than I would be the other side because I don't, I don't know Trump supporters in real life. I know people that think he's okay, but I don't know people that are, like, actually supporters, really, like well, tr- true supporters. So I don't, I, I don't see that side of it. I'm sure there's, there's many of those that are maybe hyperbolic and nuts, too, so – well, Mark, I mean, like the the thing, you know, with the war or with Syria, I mean, point blank, um, we initiated war. That's some sort of war or an attack. And we didn't get Congress's approval. Even if even if we're let's just say we're a minarchist or we're taking a minarchist position, they still didn't get the president uh, uh, Congress's approval to to approve that war or approve our strike or any of that. So for one, that's unconstitutional. So if we're looking at it from a minarchist position, but then we have a morality issue and then we can look at it from an ANCAP position and saying, well, wait a minute, what gives us the right to, you know, to go over there and just start attacking somebody? We're not in a defensive mode. We're in an offensive mode. And then some people would go, well, think about all the people that, you know, Assad is killing with the chemicals. Then again, you have to ask yourself, well, how come there's all these other issues around the world? If that was the case, you know, we'd be helping, we'd be in, which we already are generally involved in every other conflict in the world. Why are we in this? Why would we get involved in this particular thing? So I don't know. I think they're just trying to appease to people or trying to get people's emotions stirred up, getting people riled up to go over there. And I, I just don't, I don't, I don't think we should be involved. And if we do, if, if, if they come over here and start gassing us, Fine. That there's a legitimate reason to go to war. Fine. But that's I'm, about that's it. gonna be the cold open. If they come over here and start gassing us, fine. Johnny Adams. That's fine. it. Kill them all. Kill them all. Full stop. End quote. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's true though. I mean we have the we're not pacifists as libertarians, but we just we, we have the right to defend ourselves. And in this in this case, there's no reason to go to war. Well, I, I don't love that he did the strike on Syria, but to me, that's that's nothing compared to the fact that the U.S. has been in Syria for four years, funding groups and and well, sure. having airstrikes and well, yeah. And so, so that part to me, that one part is like very minor to me. Now, it's not minor, but in in the grand scope of everything that's been going on with the fact that we right. essentially fomented this war over the course of many years. Yep. I mean, that yep. that's the greater yep. the greater well, evil. Yeah. He's not ending that either. So. No, of course not. I mean, and they're going to perpetuate the they're going to perpetuate the wars. They want wars. It's good. It's good for business. And I mean, I'm not this is not a conspiracy theory, but trust me, there has never been a oh, you guys know, there's never been a time when we're, I think there's been like increments of like maybe one or two years at a time where we have always been in some sort of conflict and we just need to stop fucking getting involved and start taking care of our, you know, reduce the reduce the scope of government and stop fucking invading other countries point blank that's my opinion i like it i like that opinion and because we're talking about the military this would be a good little transition moment because there's been a little controversy here in the past week or so uh the 
chairman, not the chairman, I'm sorry, the vice chairman of the Libertarian Party, Mr. Arvin Vora, been a past guest on this program. I will link, by the way, to Arvin's interview on the show, and I will try, I'll do my best to track down every interview you guys mentioned in the, in this first little section here that you guys have done. And I will link to all of that over at today's show notes, which you can find over at lionsofliberty.com slash 295, because this is indeed the 295th episode of this program. Oh my God, getting so close to 300. I think I need to do something special. But I don't know. I'm going to work on it. Um, but Arvind Vora made some uh, comments on Facebook. And I've seen some articles out there with headlines that, that I don't think are really totally accurate. I think they do exaggerate a little bit what he said. So, And I, and I know this is going to rub people different kinds of wrong ways. Uh, but I just want to read what he actually typed so there's no confusion. There's no summary. There's the actual words. And then we can discuss you know, our various levels of outrage that, that might be connected to it. So, to quote Arvind Vora, A common excuse to join the military, despite disagreeing with every single thing that it does, the military pays for college. Translation, I agreed to kill innocent people because I wanted the money. That type of decision-making is the lowest threshold of any kind of morality that I know of. Financial benefits do not justify killing strangers and destroying countries. Before you join the military, the DEA or other organizations that use violence First, decide if you actually agree with their mission. If you do not, I wanted the money, that's in quotes, is not a moral excuse at all. And then he has the hashtag, military intelligence, which I do believe has some sort of irony attached to it. Now, this did inspire, like I said, a lot of controversy, um, a lot of headlines, uh, somewhat hyperbolic headlines. I wouldn't say totally hyperbolic. I mean, he did say these words. Um... I'm not going to say anything more on it right now. I'm going to toss it to... Uh, why don't I just send it first to the person who I, I definitely know is upset by it, for a fact. <laughs> and that's uh, someone who actually started a pe- petition, I believe. or he's, I don't know the, the level you're involved in. I believe you helped start it, Remzo. And, uh, well, that's you, Remzo. <laughs> so, Remzo, the floor is yours. Yeah, frankly, I think his comments regarding that are bullshit. Primarily because, I mean, come, come on, right there. When he was going and campaigning for Gary Johnson, he was aggressively targeting active duty U.S. military men and women and veterans. He was trying to do everything he could to get them to overwhelmingly support Gary Johnson, which at the time, when you look at the Army Times and other military-centered presidential polling pieces, Gary Johnson was leading amongst active, current active duty U.S. men and women. At that time, he was also collecting you know, all these surveys and questions he was asking. So for him to say... Okay, because you joined for the college, you automatically want to go and kill innocent people. One, that's bullshit because you never asked whether or not, okay, do you have any other reason as to why you're joining the military? Because I can tell you from having a lot of friends and family and, you know, I'm I'm not going to discuss myself, but yes, college is a giant indicator. That's one of the good things that the military offers because you go and you give your service, you give so much time, you make so many sacrifices. It's okay if they're going to go ahead and pay for that. Of all the things you're going to get offered, because let me tell you, you do not make much as an enlisted soldier in the U.S. Army to go ahead and say, oh, well, I'm just going to be a hired gun. I'm going to be a sociopathic gun with a conscience, as he put, a gun with a conscience, so that way I can get college paid for. You're not going to look at the fact that the U.S. military, and regardless of the policies, regardless of the politicians, regardless of the stump pieces, regardless of the acts of inhumanity and evil that we've seen all countries commit, but just looking at the United States, the U.S. Army, the military, the men and women that put on that uniform are an overwhelming force for good. We liberated Europe. We've helped prevent South 
Korea from being completely annihilated by the North Koreans. You don't see this on the news very often, but we do have, and regardless of your opinion as to whether or not we should go and give aid to foreign countries, but whenever there's an earthquake, whenever there's a flood, whenever there's a tsunami, whenever there's a massive issue, we always have a U.S. carrier go out and aid civilians. And from looking at the men and women that have gone overseas and seen the impact of war, you will not meet another individual that has a love of humanity than a U.S. man or woman in uniform. So for him to go ahead and paint that wild-ass picture that they're a bunch of guns of consciences, I'm sorry. One, this isn't fucking Ancapistan. You're not going to go ahead and bring people into the party when you look at that. Two, he must obviously have not known many of those who have served in uniform at any point because they actually ser- they actually hold many libertarian positions. And three, it's really easy to go out and say these things when you have no actual insight. Yeah, just asking why did you join? Of course, of course they're gonna say that. The U.S. military being, you know, signing that contract is a large commitment. It you don't just do it just because it's you know it's free college, just because you might get some housing here and there. It's a larger commitment than that. That is a big indicator because you look at U.S. Army recruitment tactics. You look at recruitment tactics throughout the U.S. military. They go and target people that they can get in with these incentives. But let me tell you, a lot of the people that go in, because you know, I've met maybe one or two that went in just focused on the college, they change. They see that there's something bigger than them that they're serving. And for those that don't, they typically get kicked out or they leave for one reason or another. So there are a lot of things where you know you could disagree with me on. You know, people target me because I'm a Christian. I let it slide. People target me because I'm too conservative for libertarians, or I'm too libertarian for conservatives, and I'm, that's fine. We could disagree on 20 million things as fu- as much as you want, but to go ahead and paint that picture in an official capacity representing the Libertarian Party, and I'm not a Libertarian Party member anymore, but because I'm still a Libertarian. Joe Schmo on the street is going to hear that and just paint all libertarians that way. When you're speaking in official capacity that way, I'm sorry, that shit does not fly. And I did start a petition because I either want the Libertarian National Committee to remove him or I want him to step down honorably. But he seems to be doubling down on stupid, so I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. <laughs> so that's that's what I have to say. Doubling down on stupid. Love it. Remzo, that Remzo, was a hell, a hell of a rant. That was that was hell of an awesome good time, man. I love that. I want to rewind this and hear it again. I like drinking <laughs> Remzo. I like drinking and cursing. I, I like <laughs> like a it. little. You, you could you could sense the rage a little bit. Are we corrupting <laughs> this young child? We are. <laughs> oh, I was corrupted way before this. Oh man. All right. So I mean, obviously, you are in the military, and then you have a personal sort of effect by by a statement like that because you feel that it's it's sort of lumping everyone into one one group. Um, I mean, just just real fast, and yeah. you know, because people will ask, I you know, I try not to bring up my military career because I do a political show, but you know, I I am not active duty, so I can make these comments. I could do stuff like this, but you know, I, I was 17 when I was looking at what I was going to do after high school, and while I did go to college, you know, I did have a contract that helped pay for everything, and I'm re- and I'm going to graduate from Liberty University. You know, by the time this comes out, it'll be after Saturday. But in a couple of days, I'll be graduating with my bachelor's in science in the U.S. government politics and policy. But, you know, that was not the only reason. It was an incentive because I was like, OK, I've got to pay for this massive behemoth. But, you know, I did it because I love my country. I did it because, you know, I, I have a I was at Cato University in 2014. And I met a gentleman who was part of the Chilean military and he was a 
he was a libertarian and a bunch of people asked him, it's like, you know, how can you be a libertarian and be part of the freaking Chilean military during the time that Pinochet was in charge? And he was like, you know, sometimes you have to remember that the military that best serves the people is that in which the citizens are in control. And my goal was to save lives and protect the people. And you look at that. I mean, I've known friends that have, you know, helped protect Iraqi children from entering the slave trade. I know people that helped villages that were about to get wiped out overseas. And regardless of the specific mission, U.S. military personnel, large and a good giant freaking majority, they love humanity. They might be rough. They might be a little bit, you know, shaken sometimes. They might not necessarily be the, you know, just most outgoing people, but they love humanity in ways you will never understand unless you've been there or you've known them or you've loved them or you've been related to them. So, yeah, you know, be angry at the politicians. Be angry at the government that does stupid things. But to take it out on their military, when they do something wrong like that Marines United thing, yeah, obviously you need to kick those guys out. That's why we have the Uniform Code of Military Justice. But when you're going to go ahead and just call them guns with a conscience. Where did you see that I'm quote, sorry. by the way? Because I haven't seen that one. That wasn't the quote it, that I read. I'm sure. I mean, it, I don't I think, think you're making it up. But I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it was on like a Liberty Viral article. Oh, I saw his, a couple. One of his I, I remember I mean, he's, that. He's that, been that, making that, a lot of comments that, on Facebook. Yeah, so. that, that really like that one thing right there, because I've heard that before. I've had I had people, you know, when I came back um, a couple of years ago back home and some people caught up with me like they, they would they would bring that up because, you know, they're a bunch of progressive pussyfoots at that point. But no, it's like I, I'm not a gun of a conscience. I'm a human being. You know, I've I've struggled. I fought. I've embraced challenges. I've cried with my brothers. I, I know what that looks like. You want to take yourself down to the most basic essence of humanity where you're raw and where you're in a situation where it's not pretty and you've got to deal with the political end you've got to deal with your social end, and you've got to deal with everything else you've got to deal with to try and do that to those that have given everything i'm coming after you i mean i'm i'm freaking raising the flag of war i'm going out for blood metaphorically but i'm not letting this slide whatsoever oh if it happens good if it doesn't happen it doesn't mean i'm stopping I don't care. It's a freedom of association thing or whatever, but I'm not like I am not I'm not letting this go. Before uh, the rest of us respond to this, I, I want to move over to Johnny because because you two are are unique on this show out of the four of us in the fact that you have both served in the military in, in some capacity. So we, we got your take, Remzo. Johnny, what's your take? I know you were in the Air Force. Uh, what are your thoughts about Arvin's comments? Actually, I was in the Army. I'm sorry. A, why did I think you were in there? You, but you flew planes, that's an though, right? insult, Mark. <laughs> yeah. But you were a pilot, yeah, was, right? Is that why yeah. I got confused? Okay. I was, My I was dad's in the Air Force, so I, I was probably just maybe <laughs> – I bet if it's like a Freudian thing, maybe I just associate you with my dad. Maybe you're like – you remind me. That's not true. My dad doesn't drink. My dad doesn't smoke. Johnny's like a, like a father figure to you, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, kid. <laughs> uh, you know what? Um, a lot of Freudian analysis we can get out of this yeah. show, but we'll do that oh, afterwards. Man. It's all messed up. Um, <laughs> Rogers, Remzo's dad. This is so weird. Uh, this is all <laughs> fucked up, man. Uh, you know what? I, I'll tell you what. I you no, know, I totally understand where Remzo is going from, but I, I kind of get the principle and what Arvin's saying. I, I think he's a complete and total jackass for how he is doing it. Um, so what I, what I think he's trying to say is 
if you know what the U.S. military's policies are and what the military is going to do, because it has nothing to really do with defense anymore, then you chances are you're going to go to another country, invade another country, and do military actions which are unethical. So if you can live with that, then fine, join the military. I think the way he phrased it was wrong. He, he, it was an he sounded like a jackass. And first of all, there's a lot of libertarians who have seen the light and who have come over from the military. And he's totally disassociating those. He's, he's insulting those people who were once in the military. And a lot of people have, have shifted over. I mean, either some were Democrats, some were Republicans. I mean, Ron Paul was in the military. Yeah. <laughs> As, I mean, and all he did was stitch people up. And sure, not everyone's in the and not everyone's infantry either. You know, not everyone is shooting bullets. You know, Uh, one of one of Harvin's comments that I saw him make on on another Facebook thread related to this was that even if you're not someone who's a an active, you know, you're not someone who's part of actual combat or killing, you are supporting them, or so you're essentially uh, um, aiding and abetting uh, killings. Is was his argument? So what would you say to that? I mean, then ask my question. Arvin would be then, do you pay taxes? And he, he would probably say yes. So then you're aiding and abetting. Well, he'd probably say those... yes, but I didn't have a choice to play the taxes, whereas well, they yeah, made well, some people, Well, I, I get it, but still, you're in, somehow you're indirectly part of the system. And so, yes, I think what the military, a lot of their policies and the politicians that the, 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 the politicians are making is wrong. Uh, I think we do need a defensive military. There's nothing wrong with that. That is Honorable, it's acceptable, fine. I have no issue with that. I think what he should have said is, you might want to ask yourself, if you're going overseas, you're doing all these things, do you want to join? Is it worth your life? Is it worth killing somebody for a policy that the U.S. government is making? And I think that's really what he should say instead of just saying, well, if you're in the military, you're a murderer. Fuck you, dude. You're, you're a dick. You're a dick. And I, I, I can't stand behind him on how he said that. He could have been more um, could have been more tactful. Absolutely. Well, one argument will be, you know, that many people will say, you know, well, nobody woke up. Nobody got slapped out of their slumber because of a tactful approach. Some people just need to be slapped in the face. Some people need to hear Ron Paul say something like, oh, of course we should legalize heroin. You know, they need to hear the extreme position. And I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I don't necessarily sure. I, I have conflicted views on this, to be honest. I, I, my my question is why? Like, what, what even caused him to go on that unhinged rant? That's true. That's a good question, Ramzo. I'm with you. Like, I don't just like I just don't go and pick fights with people. I could say I could like honestly, I have the ability to be a mean person when I want to, but I just don't go randomly online and just start spewing hate or I just go up to somebody randomly and just start like completely knocking them down for no reason. So I would like to know like what caused that? Was he being interviewed? Did he just get a wild hair up his ass and say I'm going to go after the you military? Remzo, I my my money is it's a publicity stunt. That's it. That's all it is. Maybe I should try to interview Arvin about this. I've had him on the show before. Um, I mean, I think he's a yeah. You might as generally well. a reasonable guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he might even be listening, or someone that knows him might be listening. And because uh, uh, I, I look, I I don't know. Like I I've spoken with him at length, and I he seems like he doesn't seem like a jerk or anything. You know, like but and and I don't think this even comes. I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I can see how it could come across that way, definitely to people in the military. I mean, or 
or that are ex-military or what have you. Um, oh, well, Odie, I, I want to get your thoughts first before I move on. There's one part I want to hone in on a little bit, but what do you think about this whole thing and what Johnny and Renzo have had to say so far? It's, it's convoluted. It's complicated a little bit. And, and I do generally like Arvin and you know, I follow him on Facebook and I, in general, I like what he says. So this came across as, as pretty stupid, as pretty as, as a pretty tone deaf thing to say. And maybe it's because I have a, a show that focuses on the criminal justice system as immediately I relate this back to the war on drugs. And I think this is comparable to saying something to the effect of if, uh, you know, you're a police officer, if your family members, a police officer, or if, or if you support the police or if you support people who favor the war on drugs and you know the circle is getting wider and wider, then, you know, you're supporting locking people in cages and murdering people and, ruining families and while that might be true uh it's it's not like everyone is is enlightened and is thinking that through directly and is evil in their heart when they are holding those opinions they don't understand what they're believing fully um they don't understand the the implications of it maybe they don't have a a friend or relative that has been locked away in a cage or for this foreign policy policy example they have no idea what is happening um, over there with with you know bombs being dropped and wedding parties being bombed by drones and and all the other terrible things happening uh, with our foreign policy. So I think it's just a horrible way to message, first of all. And it's it's surprising that the vice chair of the Libertarian Party, it's not surprising because the Libertarian Party is so freaking tone deaf. It's it's just it's it's unbelievable. But for for Arvin, who's normally pretty. I think pretty measured and uh, and pretty uh, pretty calculated in the way that he words things. I'm I'm with you, Remso. I don't know what what uh, what crawled up his ass for him to just start attacking uh, the military, you know, families of military members in this manner. I mean, I'm not saying that he's a hundred percent wrong. I mean, there's aspects of the truth in there. It's just a stupid way to try to grow a party, a stupid way to try to spread the message of liberty. And it's a stupid way to try to stop these, to stop the military, to stop the U.S. government from doing the things that he's saying are, you know, so, so uh, immoral. It's, I don't know, it's, it's maddening. I, I totally get what you're saying, the, the war on drugs analogy. That is a good one, because a lot of people will say, well, every cop is a rights violator because they all enforce the war on drugs. Therefore, it's justified to kill all cops. Now, Arvin's not saying it's justified to kill the military, and I'm not suggesting he's going that far, but it's a, it is a similar logic. It's one step away from that logic because he is saying they are guilty of killing innocents, and therefore, I mean, the logical conclusion, if someone's guilty of, of killing and kidnapping, I mean, then, then you know, you should be able to use force against them. So it is very, very important how we frame these things. Uh, I do want to focus on, on one... But, I'm yeah. sorry, Mark, just real fast. No, look what happened. Look what happened when the war on terror started when you did have situations where there may have been like a massacre in Iraq near Baghdad, where, you know, a a U.S. Marine was urinating on the dead body of a jihadist. Typically, you know, the media gets on it. Most of the American population gets on it. And let me tell you, there is nothing more terrifying than the military coming after you when you've committed a crime. That's true. Even even then, even even when things have gone wrong, I mean, look at the horror stories from Vietnam. An entire generation of drafted soldiers are now caricatured by freaking Apocalypse Now and Universal Soldier with Dolph Lundgren wearing a freaking necklace of ears around his neck. 
I mean, it's either constant villainizing or it's, you know, you're, you're putting, you're setting them up as idols, but you never look at the people. I mean, just that itself. Talk about the policy. Talk about the politicians. Talk about the immoral actions when you spot them. But if he's saying that, you know, the military just, you know, runs rampant with that. No. I mean, Remzo, I totally agree. It's like the individual. I mean, there's great guys. There's great people, great people with families who don't want to go to war. Um, who, I mean, the majority of most soldiers, I mean, you might get that one fucking crazy first sergeant or some bullshit like that. But I mean, majority of the military, they don't want to go to war. They're not out there wanting to kill people. Um, they don't, they really don't. And, um, uh, I think they would die to protect our country, but I feel like the, 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 the overall morale of the military when I was in was why are we going there? What the fuck? Uh, we have no reason. I mean, this is what I had seen. So, so uh, really, what what Arvin did here, to a to a degree, is he set up a straw man by saying, "I agree to kill people because I wanted the money." What you guys are saying, and I I, I agree with you, is that most of the people who go into the military do not go in with that premise. No, I mean they want I'm sure in their mind, like call it ignorance, but people who join the military say, "Hey, I'm here to defend my country." Uh, not to invade others. I mean, most people who join the military are too young to even fathom political policy. They don't know what the fuck's going on. They just feel like it's the right thing to do. Uh, patriotism. I, I love my country. I want to protect my land. I want to protect my family. And this is an honorable thing to do. So I think they go in with that mentality. And there's not, you know, if you believe that, fine. Um, but that's not really what happens. And they end up going to some fucking third world country and their fucking arm gets blown off because they're where they're not supposed to be. In my opinion, they're good people. The majority of the military people, I'm sure you get a bunch of assholes every once in a while, but the majority of the military are good people. They're just like us. Well, they, they could sit around the table like we are drinking beer and have this conversation. So, I mean, seriously, they're human beings that are not just like this, the shell that they try to portray as, you know, just killers and they're just killing people. Kill, kill, kill. They have families. They, they, they do give a shit to, to play Arvin's advocate for a moment. Not that I'm calling him the devil. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Arvin's advocate. Uh, not at all. That's uh, great. I, I actually like agree with almost every Facebook statement I, that he posts um, in general, like excluding this one. I mean, which I can, there are elements of truth in it. It's not, I wouldn't like, endorse the statement though, uh, but I, there is something I do want to point out. And, it, it, and that's the very first thing he says here. He says a common excuse to join the military. And this, this part is, is the important part. Despite disagreeing with every single thing it does, the military pays for college. So it to me, and I agree, the characterizations after that, I can totally get how that would rankle every you know people that are in the military. What it seems to me he is saying are people who who are aware. He's he's not referencing the people you guys are talking about who feel like they're going into things for the right reasons. He's talking about people who might be libertarians that or or not. I don't know, but people that. Disagree with he's literally saying disagreeing with every single thing it does. So he said he's kind of pointing to those specific people that I'm, I'm assuming he must have encountered at some point here to set off this this uh, Facebook post. But he's referring to people that specifically do disagree with every single thing the military does, and then call, then saying that that is it's it's immoral to 
disagree with all these things, think they're immoral, but then say, but anyway, I want to do it for the money. So to me, I, I'm not saying I agree with the rest of the statement. I'm just saying I, I do think he's, he's being more specific than painting the military with a broad brush. Now, he does paint it with a broad brush the sentence after when he says, translation, I agreed to kill innocent people because I wanted the money, because at that point, he is basically saying, if you join the military, you agree to kill innocent people. But, I mean, yeah. he, he is kind of referring to people that already think that. So, to me, he's kind of saying, if you think that the military, what they do is kill innocent people, and you are ignoring that because you just want money, well, that is is what I think he's really trying to call out. Now, I don't think he, it's a smart thing for him to say, and I, I don't think a lot of his other comments are favorable to the military. I mean, he even said on the show he basically doesn't think we should have a military. So, that's where he's coming from. You know what's hilarious, though, Mark? I saw a picture online, and they showed... um. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Kellyanne Conway. Ke- Ke- they show a picture of Kellyanne Conway when she was on the couch, and you know it said it said uh, you know Democrats. It's like oh look look at the way she's sitting on the couch, and then the picture underneath it shows the Democrats not standing during the State of the Union, and it says oh the Republicans. Oh look the Democrats are sitting down, and then the last picture is the Libertarians, and they're like people were twenty trillion dollars in debt. <laughs> yeah. It's like of all the. All the crazy things of all the problems of all the issues of all the challenges he has to face. He's aiming at less than 0.75% of the freaking population. I mean, seriously, like it goes back to what I asked earlier. It's like, where did this come from? Because I did not, you know, I didn't wake up this morning and say, I'm going to freaking start a fight with Arvin Vore and try and make sure he gets kicked out. No, <laughs> I, I remember his State of the Union speech a couple years ago when he was speaking on behalf of the LP. I think it was uh, 2014, 2015. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I remember watching that and I'm like, wow. He's a very good speaker. Yeah, I want to be part of that. But for this to happen, I'm sorry. I let a lot of things slide. But this was just that line that he crossed. And it's like, you want to go there? This is what happens when you go there. Yeah. I mean, all I'm saying is, is he could have been, you know, like you were saying, Mark, if you had this knowledge, if you knew about the war, or if you knew that this is bad and you're going to do bad things and you're going to, going to do it for the college money, I don't think anyone would, or maybe there would be that, I mean, that one That is what guy. he said though. That's, that's what he said. He, well, didn't, he didn't flesh it out like that. And maybe he should No, but that's what I'm saying. He should have. And if, if that's what he really means, but I honestly believe that this is a publicity stunt just to get people riled up and talking and cause controversy. And I don't know. That would be the only reason I would say something like that is to stir the pot. Seriously. Do you think, think okay, so let's, let's dig into libertarian party conspiracy theories. Then if we're going to go there, do you think Arvin has sights on the uh, chairmanship currently held by Mr. Sarwark? He's not doing a fight to the death. He ain't doing really good at promoting that. I mean, I think that's, it's a bad move. I saw that uh, it was on April 1st, but I saw that Michael Pickens posted that he was going to run for the uh, chairmanship. Was that it? I, April I think Fool's he was, joke? Well, or? no, I think I saw that, too. I think he was reposting something someone made for him. Like, I don't think that was a that was not Some, somebody else wanted him to run. Yeah, okay, and was that. Pickens was like, oh, that that's not happening. Man, should we should we be dirty? Should we talk libertarian gossip? I was going to get into some leverage of liberty, but we're kind of running short on time now. So I think I'm going to save those for another show because I really wanted to dig deep into this topic, especially once uh, once the passion started pouring. I wasn't about to, to put a stop to it. Did you guys happen to see uh, that there was a little bit of uh, back and forth uh, shit talking between our good friend and uh, a sponsor of the show, Chris Spangle of We Are Libertarians 
and uh, one Michael Pickens, also a friend of the show, who's been uh, been on the show before. He's uh, been been big into uh, libertarian uh, leadership training over the last few years. And uh, there was some. Anybody see that spat? No, <laughs> yeah. I actually didn't. I did, I did not. Yeah. All right, Can I'll, someone explain it to I me? I guess I could take a <laughs> screenshot. I don't know. Not really, because it wasn't really intellectually based. Yeah, uh, it was just like <laughs> you're stupid. No, you're stupid. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Was it just a bu- was it just a bunch of dick measuring? Sort of. Uh, was it was it Spangle calling it Pickens seemed... a pothead? No, <laughs> it was it was it was uh, Pickens calling Chris like fatty and stuff. I'm like, it did get into that eventually. Really? I got yeah, the sense I... that Pickens, my good man Pickens, may have had a drink or two. I'm just guessing. I don't know. <laughs> it was starting but to get like, a little slippery. But like there. Chris is like, can you believe this shit? What the fuck? This guy just came after me out of nowhere. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Man, you do not want to get know. on the wrong side of, of the boys at We Are Libertarians. Spangle and uh, Greg Lenz. I mean, the, yeah. if, if you do, they will they will meme you to death. They will, They're like they- the MS-13 <laughs> of libertarians. <laughs> oh, are. man. Yeah, they I mean, will. If you say one weird. one false thing on Facebook, expect it to be screenshotted and posted everywhere. <laughs> Just expect it. It's fun. I, I'm having fun with this. I like both people I've mentioned a lot. So, you know. I just like to gossip because what the hell? We just talked about some serious shit for like an hour. Yeah, we did. That was pretty. Um, that's pretty. You sound like a bunch of chicks. Did you hear? What, um, <laughs> did you hear what Michael geez. Pickens said about Chris Spangle? Do you know what? Oh my god, Becky! Oh my god! Oh um, boys, well boys, it's been a blast. And um, while I am going to wrap up this show, I'd like to let everybody out there know that um, the show is not really going to end because. For members of our parade group, the the Pride, the Liberty Pride, the Lions of Liberty Pride, those guys are going to get even more content because as soon as we finish this thing right here, we're going to do a bonus show. We're going to do uh, take a couple questions and uh, tackle some interesting topics. Let's just put it that way. But we're going to talk about some stuff that's not necessarily um, it's not necessarily Liberty topics, but it's it's all related to the things we do, obviously. But if you want to check that out, you got to join the Pride for as little as five bucks a month. So check that out. Go over to lionsofliberty.com slash support, and you'll get all your info there. You can, of course, find info and links to everything we discussed today, a whole bunch of it. I'll try to get maybe a screenshot of the uh, the Arvin thing and uh, basically try to mention everything we referenced today. It was a lot, but I'll, I will do my thorough research and gather it all. Find all that at today's show notes, lionsofliberty.com slash 295. Before I wrap things up, before we do a little live long, live free sign off, guys, any, any, any last words from you fellows? I'll start with, uh, start with Odie. Yeah, I just want to say that it was, it was good to have, uh, Johnny and Remzo on the show. I you know, I enjoy both your podcasts and it was, it was unique to have a, a libertarian's delivery rooms drinking liquor with both of you here. And I'm, I'm glad that you decided to come on and, um, and yeah, and drink some, drink some liquor and talk some, uh, talk some liberty. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, man. Uh, so, John, do you want to give us a little preview of what you got coming here on Felony Friday? This week on Fr- on Felony Friday, I know it's been a while since we've played a, a little Is This a Crime and Should Anyone Do Time? So I'm going to be having on a favorite of Lions of Liberty, our legal counsel, Mr. Rico, uh, to talk about some, some crimes and to talk through them. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Well, that sounds fun. I'm looking forward to that, too, because uh, Rico's always a good time. Uh, moving on to Remzo. You know, Remzo, um, obviously you can give your final thoughts, but be sure to mention uh, a little announcement that you actually made uh, today on the day of recording. Yeah, so this summer uh, I'm actually going to be doing the show full time. 
see where it goes. Starting Tuesday, we're actually going to be doing um, probably a 30-minute long live show on my fan page, just Remso, R-E-M-S-O-W Martinez. Apart from that, I mean, this summer we're, we're filled with stuff. We're sponsoring John, Johnny's Comic, Liberty Force. I'm going to be uh, speaking with Turning Point USA with the Atlas Society on the topic of why Latinos should read Ayn Rand at Freedom Fest. And then August, I'll be... Um, Speaking why Latinos should, should Friend, read Ayn Rand? Yeah, they, they've obviously never met me. That is an interesting topic. But I'll be like, talking it. His last name is Martinez. Get him. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> super Rican <laughs> you'll ever meet. My, my brother Ryan, who produces the Remsa Republic, he has blonde hair, blue eyes, and freckles, and he speaks more Spanish than I do. It freaks people out. But uh, yeah, we've got Fanboys and Freedom, which... Lines of Liberty is sponsoring coming out in a couple of weeks. We're covering V for Vendetta, Legion, uh, Logan, uh, a bunch of other places. And then in uh, August, and I'll you be might even hear Liber- some familiar voices uh, narrating some of those episodes. Oh, don't spoil it. I but, said yeah, might. maybe. <laughs> and then finally, we come back for season three of the podcast on July 5th. So we've got a giant summer going on, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Do and, you, you happen know, to just have a, uh, any special guest plan for that premiere episode that we should know about? Oh, uh, secrets, secrets. You've got to tune I'm in really bad that. at this stuff. All right, let's just, <laughs> let's just move on. And Remzo, you, you just graduated from college, right? I did. I just graduated from Liberty so, University. So congrats to congrats on that. If if anyone out there listening, you have a degree in liberty. Remzo, then... <laughs> you just got a degree in liberty. That's awesome. I didn't know they had those. Remzo, could you just quickly go through your resume real quick? Oh, uh, you want the entire thing? We can link to no, it. I'm just kidding. I could literally link to your resume. Maybe I will. Send it might help resume, me get Remzo. a full time job, so I don't have to be a full time podcaster. So you know that might actually help me. Wouldn't you rather be a full time <laughs> podcaster if you could actually make the uh, same money though? If I could make the same money, of course. But, you know, the, here's the thing. Like, I'll, I talked to a couple of friends of mine as I'm, you know, begging for sponsors and donors. And they're like, man, aren't you excited to be doing this full time? And honestly, no, because I like working. <laughs> Just what your fans <laughs> want to hear right before you go into it. Yeah, no, I, I love the show. But here's the thing. I, I like working because it gives me opportunities to bring more knowledge to the show. It gives me better connections. You know, I, I, li- I liked being a, a policy guy. I liked writing for Freedom Works. I liked covering, you know, what the media was doing at the Media Research Center. I liked community organizing and campaigning. I mean, I helped a guy get elected to Congress. Now he's part of the House Freedom Caucus. I mean, I like work. And I think when I'm working for something where I'm actually really seeing the impact in the freedom movement, I think it helps my show. And I think when I just do my show, you know, here, here's the great thing. It's like I'm going out into the wild blue yonder because Ryan and I didn't decide we were going to do this until a couple of weeks ago. This was an option. But this wasn't really on the top of our list. So, yeah, we're excited and we've got so much going on and we're going to try and make this as great as possible. And if we can make a living from this, of course. But, you know, I I do like to work. It's just part of me. I mean, I I, I like to go out and knock on doors and everything else. I mean, it's just part of who I am. So I feel like a part of me isn't necessarily there when I'm committing full time to this. And we'll we'll see. I might change my mind. But, you know, that's that's just kind of how I am right now. All right, well, you either can still way. knock on doors, Remzo. Advertise the podcast. Get Would the you like to sponsor the Remzo Republic? Have you well, listened to a podcast today? Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what uh, Liberty can do for you. <laughs> All right, Johnny and, and Remzo. Speaking of spoil, you're, you're getting on me for spoiling things. You already spoiled a Johnny announcement. So, uh, Johnny, why don't you give us some final thoughts about the show today? But uh, you're not going to get away with it. I know you didn't want to make a big deal, but you got a big thing coming up too. A little comic that uh, we're sponsoring as well. So, tell us yeah, everything. Um, well, um, I had a great. I, I just want to say 
congratulations to Remzo. Yeah, congrats to Remzo. I'm going to drink even more for you right now. Remzo, you're awesome. Thank you very much for everything. But seriously, um, I totally respect where your point of view is, and I, I totally get it um, on today's show. But yes, I have a goddamn comic book that I'm doing. Uh, it's called The Liberty Force. And so I, uh, I'm i going to text Jamie Sherman and tell him this is the number two best-selling libertarian comic book <laughs> ever. Because there's two. Because there's two. And yours and isn't out it, yet. Yes. <laughs> and uh, it will be, though. Um, so we actually got the money for it. We got full funding. It's already, we got it. It's done. If you guys Boom. send your money. So that'd be great. <laughs> if, we, um, if we follow up on our sponsorship promise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Johnny, about that. Uh, I kind of ran into <laughs> some issues with this guy named Guido, and it's going to be a few weeks. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Uh, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really excited about it. It's just, it's a cool comic. I enjoyed writing it. Um, I've been sending Remzo. Remzo's read pretty much 90% of it. And um, so he's kind of our, you know. Oh, I get it. Remzo gets to read everything behind yeah. the scenes. Okay. Yeah, no big when deal. you make a commercial, you can see it, Mark. That's true. Well, I, you did make see, the video commercial. I made the commercial, <laughs> so win. I had to give him information. That's fair. That's um, fair. But, I mean, I'm taking a very, you know, it, it's, is it overtly libertarian? Yes. But it's not over the top. It's like, we don't, you know, I'm trying to be a little subtle about it. Liberty is more, more, more or less the story. Is part of the I'll story. tell you what it is from the I've seen some select pages and panels and it, it's it's fun. That's what it is. I mean, it, well, it's, yeah, I, I wanted to important. make it. Fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, I, I wanted to actually make the feel like the show, like our show. It's like kind of fun. There's liberty in it. There's rock and roll. There's jokes. There's humor. But then yet there's this tone of seriousness. So, I, I mean, I really am enjoying I've been spending. Dude, I've been doing this shit for six months now on the weekends every fucking weekend and it's it's i'm fucking glad it's done it's almost done i got like three pages left and it's just been it's cool i love doing it but if i could just do that for a living i'd be fucking happy uh doing it when you work 10 hour days and then work you know it's like fuck but i'm doing it because i love liberty and i want to spread the message of liberty and uh it was it was just a, a huge honor to be here on the show and, and by the way speaking of which uh, the website is www.libertyforcecomic.com. So, and I should have purchased that domain prior to the show airing. So, um, <laughs> let's just hope there's no cyber squatters. Waiting for some funds sure to come available? through. <laughs> we're going to look, we're going to investigate after the show and see if that domain is available. And, and I just bought it. Price <laughs> just went up, Johnny. Damn it, Odie. Ah, oh, the free market is wonderful, isn't it, guys? Oh, yeah, it's great. All right, guys. Well, anyways, yeah, go ahead. I just want to say thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely, I man. Well, you know, I felt like I, I I needed some spice on the show, so I called in two of the spiciest. <laughs> Are you saying that because I'm Latino? <laughs> Can't even finish that sentence. I could not even finish the sentence. Finish it, Mark. It's because you're Latino. Yes, the spiciest dudes I know. Three of the spiciest dudes I know. I'm not calling you not spicy, Odie. Don't get me wrong. Oh, uh, the alcohol's working, guys. I think it's time to wrap up. Just think about how fun the bonus show is going to be, though, because I've already been drinking for well over an hour. All of us have so. Until then, until the bonus show, if you guys go over and join the Pride, until next time, guys, I've only got one thing to ask you guys to do, and that is, of course, live long and and live live free. free.